Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Buds Podcast. This is episode number 278. And my name's Henry. I know. This time around, we're doing a bit of a Jennifer Lawrence double feature. We're going to be talking about her new comedy that came out more in summertime, but it's on VOD now, No Hard Feelings. And then we're going to be doing a retro review, one of her more well-known films, Silver Linings Playbook from 2012. So should be a good time. Got other stuff we watched, you know, all the usual stuff. So thanks again for joining us. Well... How you doing? We just had Thanksgiving. It's I guess it's the day after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah. Doing all right. Kind of getting over the Thanksgiving meal, you know. Yeah. What did we do for Thanksgiving? Well, I we for some reason we got takeout from Red Lobster. Well, okay, it's the only it's probably the few places that are actually open on Thanksgiving now. Yeah, but we got burgers, um, <laughs> cheesecake, not the traditional Thanksgiving stuff, but pretty. Uh, it was pretty good. I'd never been there. Uh, not not bad. Yeah, I haven't uh, been there in a hot minute. And now it's we have a winter wonderland outside. It's yeah. winding and snowing and all that stuff. So, and funnily enough, our Siberian Husky Miley uh, does not like the cold, even though she is built for snow and the cold. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. But other than that, not a whole lot else, I think, going on, really. Make sure, if you haven't checked out our bonus show page on at filmbuds.bandcamp.com, please do that, and all that is in the show notes, and follow us on Letterboxd. S- subscribe and rate the show if you haven't already. And we did get one recently uh, on iTunes or, you know, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. So thanks to whoever did that, and we hope that if you haven't done it yet, you'll do it. Just do it now. We, we want do- all your reviews, even if it, they're bad yeah what do, what what do we what do you have to lose <laughs> so yeah uh, other than that not much well i did get diagnosed recently oh we're not was that on the last no show? oh <clears throat> oh then yeah so i was recently diagnosed with fibromyalgia which is a chronic pain muscle thing you can google it <laughs> but basically i'm just in constant pain and Met with a rheumatologist virtually. Uh, she said she doesn't manage fibromyalgia long term, even though I've been waiting for this appointment forever. So that's great. Yeah. But there is a, a documentary called, um, I think it's Invisible, and it's about fibromyalgia. Trailers that I've seen for it are pretty accurate, I have to say. And if you didn't know already, Lady Gaga has fibromyalgia, and there's um, some interviews regarding her journey with that as well, and her describing it to Oprah of all people. So I'm not gonna bore you guys with you know telling you the exact exactly what fibromyalgia is. It's let's just say it's not taken seriously. 
Yeah. And there's no specific test that says, oh, you have fibromyalgia. You have to test for literally everything else first. So I've endured like spinal taps, MRIs, CTs. I'm claustrophobic. So that wasn't fun. Ton of blood work. Anything else? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> I have not been diagnosed with anything else so i think we move on (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep you updated yeah i'll keep you updated you know one week diagnosed pcos one week fibromyalgia next week i don't know what else guys Mm. well you know stay tuned yeah (laughs) well i guess without further ado let's get to our first review little rhyme there let's get to (laughs) god (laughs) Let's get to our first review, which is No Hard Feelings, and we do have a clip, so take a listen. Well, I feel like I am going to have some hard feelings. Yeah. Need a car for college, date our 19-year-old son this summer. We're looking for an attractive, kind, and intelligent woman, early to mid-20s. In exchange, we'll give you a Buick Regal, clean, rust-free, 40K miles. Date is in quotes. They're actually considering this. I've had a one-night stand before and gotten zero Buick Regals for it. I had sex once because I didn't want to commute in the morning. I've had sex with a guy once to get out of playing Settlers of Catan. I had sex with a guy once on a first date because I thought he was going to kill me. Jesus. Get with me now, babe. She's talking about you, dumbass. All right, so as I said, No Hard Feelings came out earlier this summer, and it's now on VOD, you know, digital release, so you can check it out. uh, Wait, what did you just say? What was the V? VOD, Video On Demand. I didn't know that term until yeah. now. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. So, carry on. So, or or digital for all the the young people out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the movie is directed by Gene Stupitz Stupinitsky. Gene Stupinitsky. I thought you were going to say Stupidinsky. It almost was that. Anyway, and it sorry. stars Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew Barth Feldman. Matthew Broderick, Scott MacArthur, Natalie Morales, Laura Benanti, that's about it. And the synopsis is, on the brink of losing her home, Maddie finds an intriguing job listing. Helicopter parents looking for someone to bring their introverted 19-year-old son out of the shell before college. She has one summer to make him a man or die trying. So, uh, this <clears throat> this one... um anticipated because it was Jennifer Lawrence's, I guess, return to comedy, like raunchy comedy, and because right. she'd also been doing more dramatic stuff, and she'd been taking a, a little bit of a hiatus, I, I, I guess, the last couple of years. The guy who did this also directed that movie, Good Boys, before this, which I saw, I think, around the time it came out, and I liked it all right enough, but wasn't anything amazing to me. And we didn't see this one in theaters, we saw it later on, but do you want to start, or shall I? I... How about you start? Because my opinion is a bit um, controversial, I would say, Hmm. according to the letterbox reviews. So you can go first. All right. Well, I mean, uh, as as you do, I love Jennifer Lawrence really ever since I saw, I think, Silver Linings Playbook or or Hunger Games was the first movie I saw her in and have loved her ever since. And I'm always up for good raunchy comedy, you know, R-rated comedy. It's rare we get one of those nowadays that's just kind of a comedy. It's not super complex, crazy, interconnected movie with, you know, other films. It's just simple original story, quote unquote. I like the movie all right. Jennifer Lawrence is very good in it. I don't know if she has a ton to do. I I I thought the 
the boy in it was he I mean he was good. I, I don't think there's anything like offensively wrong with it. I just I don't think it was one that like really blew me away or had me constantly laugh out loud. Um but still like entertaining. It's you know a good performance from her and a lot of the comedy does come from her performance rather than the writing. It's not one that I would like. It's not definitely not a favorite of mine for hers, but it, it is a, at least a, a decent return to form for her and it's refreshing in some ways as well. It is based off a or inspired by a true story like there was. Which is so gross. Yeah, there was like an actual like Craigslist article or something like that. So, it is coming from real real people, real real events. Great. Glad to know this actually happened. Other than that, I mean, really not like a whole lot to say, but it's just it, it does the job. I think her performance, like one thing that I found hilarious was when she's on the rollerblades and like she's trying to go up the hill to the house to meet the parents like that like that kind of like just like physical comedy and then her when she's on the on the road just rollerblading and stuff like that is is pretty funny and she has good you know really good physical comedy as well so the naked fight scene naked fight you know pretty (laughs) iconic for sure so you know definitely has some moments uh but by the end i was like yeah uh, good not when i really feel the need to rewatch anytime soon but so what about you well i have a very different opinion this was probably my least favorite jennifer lawrence movie i've ever seen whoa like i like passengers better than this movie and that's saying a lot yeah i over like there were scenes that were funny and made sense and i liked uh matthew broderick in it but overall this movie just was creepy i mean they hired a woman (laughs) That's what I think she said 35 or 36, something like that. Mid 30s. Yeah. And the kid is 19, which I think they just made him like 19 just to make it less creepy, but he's still going into college, a freshman, just graduated high school. It, it's creepy. And the actor looks 19. You know, it's not like they casted. That kid from Euphoria as a 19-year-old who who's playing Elvis. I can't remember her name. Yeah. The life of me right now. I know what you mean. But the asshole guy <laughs> in Euphoria, it's not like that. It's very realistic. Like, this kid looks 19. It's creepy when she's, like, flirting with him. The age difference is worse than The Graduate. Because, I don't think so. Yeah, because uh, Mrs. Robinson... I think was like 35. I think she's middle-aged. Okay, so I just looked it up. The age difference is worse than in The Graduate because I think the guy was like in graduate school, so that would have to probably be like 28, right? Yeah. And Mrs. Robinson was 35, which does not make any sense, but let's just go with it for the sake of argument. So the age difference, worse than The Graduate. Why is that? Oh, oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, yeah because okay. Mrs. Robinson, 35, graduate students, probably like 25, 26, 27, hmm. somewhere in that range. So it's it's a bit creepy, a bit creepy that his parents even hired a woman to like have his sexual awakening hmm. before college. Like that's something that is in his control. <laughs> and it seems like the parents are helicopter parents. And they like to control every aspect of his life. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's say the roles were reversed and 
parents of a teenage, you know, a teenage girl, a 19 teenage girl hired a 35 year old man. Mm. Wouldn't it be creepy in that, in that aspect? So I, I was reading the letterbox reviews and all these guys were, I'm assuming because of the names and everything, but we're like, Oh man, I wish (laughs) my parents did this for me. And I was reading them. I'm like, no, it's creepy. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe this is far fetched, but with all the Colleen Ballinger stuff, it seems a lot like grooming (laughs) in a way. Mm. But overall, I did not really like the movie. The ending was bittersweet. I kind of liked the ending, but overall, weird, creepy, not sure why it was made. Not Jennifer Lawrence's best. Yeah, I mean, I I think the age gap is definitely odd. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be if I mean, if he wasn't an adult, that'd be, you know, way different. So, I mean, again, it is they are of legal age, but it's still odd, especially with how it, yeah, I get it is. their, you know, legal age and, you know, <clears throat> he can consent and everything. It's just so it's just so bizarre to me. It just made me feel icky. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the whole thing of a parent you know, almost like prostituting their son or something like that is a little strange. Yeah. I definitely agree. It's like, considering it was a real thing in one way or the other, it is odd to really like get into. It but even makes me feel ickier, th- you know, knowing that it's a was a real, based on a real story. Yeah. And so that you really kind of like, if you're going to enjoy, you kind of have to find a way to just accept that in a way. And even I, I, I was I just kind of trying to look at it like a movie, like 21 and over, you know, mm. I was just trying to. <laughs> yeah. Distract myself in some way. Yeah, so I mean, overall, it is a weird concept. It's not one that, like, as I said, it's not a favorite of mine for Jennifer Lawrence. I'm glad she's back in the comedy because I think she's a very funny actor. But in terms of the the source material, material, not like, it's not a a Silver Lang's playbook or American Hustle or some of the other stuff that she's done in a variety of ways. I'm trying to think of some other scenes. Like the the pepper spray scene I thought was pretty funny. It's like there are some like kind of shocking like wow moments that they it kind of just goes for it. But overall, a little forgettable, a little weird. Like the funny moments in the movie were just the kid being totally clueless that she was hitting on him. Him like just getting out of high school, being a virgin, like of course he's going to be a little clueless. Mm. It was nice to see Jennifer again. (laughs) I hope this is the start of just a reign of uh, Jennifer Lawrence comedy movies. Yeah, because she... Sorry. I mean, she just really shines in comedy movies. Because I think the last thing she was in was The Causeway, the A24, um, like, post-war PTSD drama, which she was good in. That's another movie that was a little... I feel like some of the scripts she's been choosing haven't been super... I guess a great showcase for her. They're a little underwhelming, but like as is with this one, but I'm hoping she goes back to something like American Hustle, Silver Linings in the near future. Same here. Yeah. Well, out of five, I think I gave it a, th- uh, I'll, go, I'll go heavy three. Let me look here. <clears throat> what did I, uh, I rated it two and a half. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three for me. All right, well, let's do some letterboxed reviews. So if you're new to the show uh, and, and if you don't have a letterboxed account, please do so. It's like a social media site for film lovers and, and we both have one and we like to read uh, just random reviews of, you know, the movies that we were talking about. So if you'd like to have yours read, send it our way in one way or the other. Or if we just happen to read yours, you know, let us know. So the first one is from Tyler. He rated it three stars. 
And he said, not talking to my parents the whole ride home. So fucking pissed that they never did this for me. Okay, Tyler. Hmm. This one comes from Silent Dawn. I think we've read a few of mm-hmm. theirs. Like three and a half out of five or 70, to be more accurate, 70 mm-hmm. out of 100. Watching a pleasant R-rated summer comedy in a packed theater was like finding a cool pond of water in the middle of the desert. Interesting. Spiritually, spiritually healing. Quote, unquote, the movies are back and all that. Jennifer Lawrence and Andrew Barth Feldman equally light up the screen. If you somehow forgot that Lawrence is a real deal movie star, she's back to remind you. Consistently funny, consistently funny movie, if not quite a laugh riot, but also affecting and sensitively considered. Go see this. Wow. Hmm. Zoe rated it four stars. She said, No Hard Feelings is a shot in the arm of the studio comedy, giving the genre one of its funniest films in years thanks to its outrageous, unapologetic raunch. Jennifer Lawrence is at the height of her powers, hysterical and hot. And Andrew Barth Feldman is every bit her equal. If you think you're going to like this, you're going to like this. I have a nostalgic attachment to the big baldy r-rated studio comedies of the early 2000s and this isn't just a throwback to those films but rightfully earns a place alongside them as well most of all it's just so fucking fun movies movies are back (laughs) well said well thanks for i mean they didn't send it to us but you know hope you enjoyed that and again if you'd like to have yours read and you know get a letterbox account if you don't have one and you know we'll happily read yours on the show in one way or the other Cool. Well, let's. You want to get to the the good stuff? Oh yeah, let's go. All right, let's get to our retro review, which is Silver Linings Playbook, and we do have a clip as well. So take a listen. How did I do? I think I did pretty well. Yeah, she said you were cool, basically. Basically, was I some percentage not cool? No, she said you were cool, but you know. No, I don't know. Sort of how you are. It's fine. Relax. What do you mean? How am I? What's that? Sort of like me. Sort of like you? I hope to God she didn't tell Nikki that. Why? Because it... It's just not right lumping you and I together. It's... I mean, it's just wrong and Nikki wouldn't like that. Especially after all the shit you just told me. Alright, well, uh, as I said... Silver Linings Playbook came out in 2012. It is directed by David O. Russell. Stars Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, Chris Tucker, Jackie Weaver, Shea Wiggum, Julia Stiles, a few others. And the synopsis is, After a stint in a mental institution, former teacher Pat Solitano moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Things get more challenging when Pat meets Tiffany, a mysterious girl with problems of her own. Well, I remember, so this one was really, I'd say, the breakout for both Jennifer Lawrence and then Bradley Cooper, because before this, Bradley Cooper had just been in, like, the Hangover, Wedding Crasher-esque movies. Right. Where he, I feel like he mostly just played, like, jerks, like, kind of, like, funny jerks in movies, you know? Right, I think this is the first character that he played that really had depth to it. Yeah, and then this was right after Jennifer Lawrence had been in, like, um, Winter's Bone and First Hunger Games, and so this was really her breakout, too. And I remember when it came out, and I, well, I guess this is your, what, all-time favorite movie or one of? 
top three. So, yeah, this is one of my top three favorite movies, and I probably watch it every month, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, what's not to love? Like, you get comedy, you get drama, and I, I feel like it's just so realistic when it comes to uh, mental health problems and... Like the the dinner scene with him in the jersey, I'm just like going over all the medications. Like, oh, like what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I like how not to say like everyone's crazy in this movie. I'm not saying you're crazy if you have like mental health problems. There are some crazy scenes and some scenes that kind of normalize the crazy in this crazy world we're all living in like the dad you know having like ocd clearly with like the remotes and then the you know numbered envelopes yeah one of my one of my favorite things is when bradley cooper points over at him and he has the little green bandana and he just kind of flips it over he's like what i'm just you know (laughs) so like de niro is is amazing so that that's what i mean by like normalizing you know i don't want to say the crazy but that's kind of what I mean. No. In a sense, I hope people no. don't get mad about that. But no, you're fine. Again, I'm not saying people with mental health problems are crazy. I'm just, I'm just you're, saying. I think that we, okay. okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> this this movie showcases different sides of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just, I don't know. It makes this movie honestly makes me feel better whenever, like, I'm feeling down or if I feel like, you know, I'm. I'm having a hard time with anxiety or depression, like due to all my like freaking health issues. And, you know, I, I'm wording it like normalizing the crazy because I watch it for that reason, because it helps me normalize the crazy in the world and crazy in everybody. Cause everyone has a little bit of crazy in them, even if they don't have mental health problems. I really do love it for that reason. The guy from the, <laughs> hospital is hilarious he doesn't make any sense oh chris tucker yes oh yeah he doesn't make any sense but he does yeah (laughs) my favorite scene in this movie sometimes if i don't like rewatch the whole movie i'll just rewatch the scene the dancing scene iconic Hmm. it's like they work for probably like months right a couple months leading up to the contest yeah (laughs) and you're like we don't know what to expect. So if you're if you haven't watched it, please do. Um, but you don't know what you're expecting. And then this like crazy mashup of <laughs> dances comes out. And I honestly, I think if you're getting married, do this dance. It's please <laughs> and record everyone's reaction. Like have someone record it. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Don't announce what dance you're doing. <laughs> Just do this random mashup of dances. Amazing. Again, one of my favorite movies. Can't go wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, I, so I remember when it came out, and I've seen it many times since then. It's one, I think it's a pretty watchable movie. Like, it's it's got, like, it, it's just easily kind of, you can get into it pretty easily. And David O. Russell, so he went on to do... American Hustle, Enjoy, and then he did Amsterdam most recently, which I didn't... Still haven't seen American <clears throat> Hustle, I really love. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> American Hustle and Joy are both Jennifer Lawrence roles um, or starring films, and American Hustle I love 
And I think this kind of put him back up on the map director wise, but I think this is still probably his best movie, in my opinion. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence are perfect together. I, I think the the dinner scene where they're um he meets her and he's like asking about how her husband died and it's really awkward. He's like, Hey, how how'd your husband die? you know? <laughs> um and that kind of thing. I mean there it's really, really well written. Like there's a lot of really good one liners. Okay. Or like where mm-hmm. she hugs him and then slaps him and then leaves. Like that's good. And the and randomly wearing a garbage bag while running. Yeah, that, that's that's a good one. And then like where they they chase each other through the neighborhood. The, you know, all, I think all the jogging scenes are really really good. And I like the the brother Shea Wickham, who's a really good character actor. Like I, I love the scene where he's. Oh my god! Oh, so I'm buying a house. You lost a house. I'm getting married. You're getting divorced. divorced. Like okay, I just got promoted. You <laughs> lost your job. Like it kind of shows you that like. Like, um, man, rub it in even more. Man. Yeah, it kind of shows you that. Which, I mean, I think everyone in one way or the other has a family member or a, a relationship in in one way or the other like that. Which, I mean, I, I've had that kind of thing as well. And so... And, you know, if you're in your, like, mid-20s or 30s and you're watching, you know, kind of all these people get married, have kids, uh, buy a house, and you're kind of still stuck. That's yeah. kind of the the vibe. Yeah, and of course, I think the probably the most iconic scene is the diner scene with where you know where she th- oh my god throws yes. the stuff off the table and then the w- waitress is like hold on, raisin bran. <laughs> so I mean that that scene is awesome, and, and Bradley Cooper's like reaction to the man. I love how it es- escalates. Yeah, um, so that that's a really good scene. Yeah, I mean it's just it's really really funny. It has a really good tone to it. Like it uh, can get really serious and then get really funny. Like I think the scene where. Bradley Cooper has the visions of his wife with the other guy and he he's like uh, upstairs like in the attic or no he he reads the book yeah because um, he's he gets, obsessed with reading her syllabus yeah her high school syllabus and right? I, I do like that's where he's talking about how that kind of poke at classic literature why it's always so depressing and uh, then also the scene where uh <clears throat> Jennifer Lawrence describes Lord of the Flies and he's like wow that's a really good synopsis <laughs> it's like it's like little like one liners like that that are He's really like, fun. That's a really good synopsis, but I still need to read it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the dance scene at the end, you know, very good, you know, pretty iconic. And Jackie Weaver as the mom is really funny, and Robert De Niro. It's one of his probably probably one of his better recent performances too. And the letter, the letters. Oh yeah, that's that's good. That's another good scene. Um, good good score and good soundtrack. David O. Russell basically always has Led Zeppelin in his movies. Usually, like, the same few songs, but good soundtrack. I'm trying to think of any other scenes. Well, I like how he kind of, like, figures out... Eh, sorry. <laughs> how he slowly figures out that it's Tiffany writing the letters. Even though that's shitty, he, you know, spending all that time with her. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's got some... Definitely got some heartfelt moments, and I think any time where the, the emotions are pretty heightened, it, it works really well. Like, the, all any of, like, fight... The fights or the arguments or anything like that are pretty good. Or like the police officer coming to the house, all those just kind of like suddenly they'll just be normal and then they'll just blurt out something really, really just awkward and kind of angry. And so, you know, all those scenes are pretty, you know, work pretty well and it, it's balanced quite well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of my favorite Bradley Cooper and one of my favorite Jennifer Lawrence performances too, for yeah, sure. Same here. Yeah. Anything mm. else? I mean, there are other scenes, but I'm trying to, I can't really think of, oh, yeah, but uh, Chris Tucker, really funny. You know, he just shows up just randomly and. They, they so. cut it up to here. It was here. And then yeah, it was, they cut it up to here. I told my other barber. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it's just stuff like that. You, you can't help but, you know, kind of chuckle at and. And the therapist, like, showing up at the football game. Oh, yeah. Like, I oh, can't imagine just, like, running into my therapist. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, yeah, the therapist is another, he's another funny, and I think I've seen him in some other things. He's a really funny character whenever they're having the therapy sessions. Like, he plays the song from Bradley Cooper, you know, that trauma song. He's like, why'd you, yeah. that was not cool. <laughs> and so, I mean, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's very well written and everybody kind of gets their, their little moments. Yeah. So. Again, very realistic when it comes yeah. to, um, you know, mental health stuff. So, again, normalizing the grief. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are other things, but I think that's about it uh, for the most part. Definitely, if you have not seen it yet, definitely check it out for sure. Please do. It's one of my top three favorites. So Yeah. And anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I could talk all day about how I love this movie so much, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do like uh, one last thing. I, I like where he he sees the teacher at the school and he's like, he's trying to get the, asking how his, his ex-wife is and like, oh, like, uh, yeah, I have lost weight. And then he she's trying to like leave. She's like, ah! <laughs> That's a good scene. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll take that as a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Get so. it, guys? That's the name of the movie. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a five for me. It's a five for me, too. Yeah. I love that we started out with a not-so-great Jennifer Lawrence movie, and then we are ending it with a five-star hmm. Jennifer Lawrence movie. Feels so. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to do the letterbox reviews real quick? You know what? I almost forgot. Dang flabbit. <laughs> All right. You can read as much as you want. Yeah, so I, I think. Yeah, so this one's pretty long, so I won't, I'm, I'll just read like the first two paragraphs or so. This one comes from Dirk H. Four stars with a heart. What a triumph. Worthy of all the praise it has been getting and then some. I was baffled by how moved I was by this film. I generally do not like this type of boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love against all odds storyline. And even though this is essentially just that, there is so much more to it. This is a character driven piece and we are given a host of superbly. Oh, oh, sorry. And we were given a host of superbly written protagonists who are the better part of the film, their own antagonists. It is their nature that makes this film so intriguing and the slowly developing relationships and character arcs so compelling and refreshingly original. These are not characters easy to identify with, but their struggles are compelling and their essence intriguing, which for me at least is a surefire guarantee for involvement in what I'm watching. Now, I mean, maybe it's just me. I didn't find them hard that hard to relate to. No, I felt yeah. like they were very relatable. <laughs> yeah, so. But thanks for that review. And also, I feel like I have family members like the dad. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that I have family members who gamble, but like about the remote things. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Izzy rated it four and a half stars. She said their dance deserved at least an eight. Those judges are so boring. And I agree. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Last one here uh, comes from Ivana. Four and a half out of five. I love this film. But are we all just collectively ignoring that the Bradley wears an actual trash bag during the whole thing? Like, I only notice it now upon rewatch. How is I like, yep, nothing to see here? That's fair. I mean, it is a... An odd thing because it, it feels so normal in the context of the movie. But, right. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, you know, thanks for those reviews. Well, I do, um, fun fact, wearing a trash bag absorbs the sweat, I think, or makes you sweat more, right? I think, think it makes sweat more. So yeah. you lose more weight. So just a yeah. fun fact there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks for those. I uh, hope you enjoyed those reviews, reviews. 
So should we end off with picks of the week, stuff we've been watching? Yep. Let's go ahead. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, sure. Since I, I feel like I've watched a lot actually since the episode here. So I've been kind of diving into some Christmas movies, even before Thanksgiving. So I watched Happiest Season. It was terrible. <laughs> Very vanilla. Fred Claus, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love Vince Vaughn. Four Christmases. I actually really like this movie. It's not like a favorite favorite, but I like how there's a movie about, you know, broken families. Hmm. Because, uh, you know, in the holiday movies, everyone has to be so happy. <laughs> Rewatched The Holiday, and it's uh, amazing, mm. even though... Jude. Jude, uh, you know, <laughs> what I wouldn't give to just go to a country house. Cottage. English cottage, cottage. and find Jude there. Yeah. But while I was rewatching it, a lot of things just don't make sense. Mm. Just for example, I'm not going to have a whole review on it, but... Just for example, towards the end, she like runs back to the house and is like, it doesn't make sense to leave before New Year's. And he says, well, I'll have the girls on New Year's. Like, who else is going to have them? Your wife is dead, bro. Who else is going to have them, really? Hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> but there's a lot of like stuff like that that I kind of recognize this time rewatching. Yeah. That I usually just kind of look over because mm. I love how cheesy it is. Devil Wears Prada. Amazing. The Intern. I guess I had a Anne Hathaway double feature, you know. Mm. The Family Stone. First time watching it, and I didn't like it. If you want to read my long-ass review, <laughs> go on Letterboxd, because I put some humble onions out there. I rewatched Love, Simon for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And then I rewatched The Wedding Singer, because... It's one of my it's one of my iconic. favorites. Not top three, but probably top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Hmm. But that's all I've kind of been watching. Hmm. Of course, Special Victims Unit because I'm a 65 year old woman. Yeah, <laughs> and mm -hmm. a little bit of Catfish. I'm rewatching currently Supernatural season six and The Vampire Diaries season three. Nice. So that's my that's my little haul. The hits. <laughs> the hits. You know, just shitty TV, but I think it's amazing. Anyways. Uh, well, I have a handful of things. So, I watched a while back, watched a few movies by this guy named S. Craig Zoller. And the first one he did was called Bone Tomahawk, which is this Western with uh, Kurt Russell. And it actually turns, up, turns into like a cannibal movie by the end. And so, it's a pretty shocking kind of western you know unexpected and it was not by then i was like geez like that was a pretty pretty crazy movie so if you if you like westerns or if you want something a little bit different it's it is worth watching it's a pretty uh can be a little a uh, little i want to have a big meal before it you know i, I wouldn't dive into a, a big mac while you're eating or um, while you're while you're watching so not eating like chocolate ice cream during human centipede kind of vibe Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I watched uh, the next movie by him as well, which actually has Vince Vaughn. And also the next one has Vince Vaughn as well in more dramatic roles. But this one was called Brawl in Cell Block 99. And he's this hitman or not. Sorry, not a hitman. He's a um, some kind of drug trafficker, some in, involved in some kind of criminal organization. And he's and he's put in prison 
and I won't re- reveal too much, but basically he has to get to a certain part of a prison in order to kill someone in order to keep his family safe on the outside because he's being like blackmailed basically. And so basically the movie is him moving through the prison system, trying to do whatever possible to come across as the most violent that he can so he can get put into a, a specific spot. And it's very like, it's shot incredibly well. And Vince Vaughn is amazing in it. Like it's, it's a movie that like, it's hard to describe really because it is just him going through these different parts, but it's really well done. If you want like a pulpy kind of crime, not really action, but like a thriller, like a suspense movie, it's really good. I wonder if Detective Stabler, Vince and I. Maybe. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't, doesn't involve any, any SVU-esque kind of crimes. Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, then I watched a couple of new movies. I watched Bo is Afraid, the new Joaquin Phoenix movie by Ari Aster, who did Hereditary and Midsummer. Was Bo Afraid? He, uh, the whole movie. No, oh, okay. Yeah, so it lives up to the title. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's basically this guy who is has major mommy issues, and he's afraid of everything, he's paranoid, and it's kind of this very, like, sprawling, not coming of age, but, like, just not, and not even psychedelic, just very paranoid psychological journey that he goes on, and it's... I did make a joke on my letterbox review. It said, because the first 40 minutes are him living in this horrible, like, impoverished, like, homeless uh, population-ridden area where he's, like, scared to go outside, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, the first 40 minutes of this movie is what it feels like to be in Albuquerque. <laughs> and I mean, you're not wrong. And I think it is my least favorite of Ari Aster's. Still solid. It's just a crazy movie, and Joaquin Phoenix is very good, but just uh, maybe a little too long, maybe a little too indulgent. But still worth watching if you like that kind of thing. And then watched The Killer with Michael Fassbender, which is the new David Fincher movie on Netflix. And he's this kind of assassin hitman. It's very methodical. It's a like, killer. He's a, he, as, again, very apt title. <laughs> <laughs> he's this very clear, like clerical, what was the other word I was saying? Detailed. It's not a movie that I loved. It's it's well done. It's well acted, but it's a little feels a little empty. Feels a little too sterile sometimes to really like be entertaining. But still a a cool little movie for David Fincher, and it's on Netflix, so it's you know easy to watch. It's under two hours, so not too bad. That might be about. And rewatch. Oh, uh, when I was at work, I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road with some people, which is my favorite movie. That's still amazing. So that's uh, about it for me. And then just yeah, a little SVU with you. With you, and a little Big Bang Theory, you know, n- normal, n- normal stuff, you know. I was gonna rewatch uh, Charlie Brown, the Thanksgiving special, but and I might still do that tonight. But man, Peppermint Patty is just mm. off her rocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I think. I mean, there's some new movies out in the last month. I, I do want to see either in theaters or just wait till they they come out on digital, but. I think that's all about all I've been watching. I honestly, I really want to watch uh, Five Nights at Freddy's because I haven't seen Josh Hutcherson in anything in a while, and I'm yeah, I'm a Hutcher head. You're a Hutcher head. <laughs> what other movies soon? Hmm. I mean, I do really want to go see Napoleon, also with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, still need to see Killers of the Flower Moon with DiCaprio. Hey, well, don't worry. Diary of the Wimpy Kid Christmas special is coming out. Hmm. Don't don't you worry. All of these look like they're gonna suck. 
I'm yeah, I'm, I mean, I think we're kind <laughs> I'm, of. I'm looking. I, th- I think like October, November has been like the good period. Like the oh wait, the um, Wonka is coming out. Oh yeah, Wonka. Which, uh... We'll see, but I mean, I think like w- the fall has been has been a little bit stronger than what the winter seems like it's going to be. Um, but oh boy, you guys better bet I'm going to be bundled up and waiting for the midnight premiere of Wicked. Oh yeah, next year. Yeah, I think that is about it, though. I mean, anything else you want to mention? I don't think so. It's just very, very cold. <laughs> yeah, it, it got it got very, very cold real quick today, and the wind I think is very uh, contributing to that. So yeah, yeah I, we're. I was um, everything for me is like worse in the cold. If you guys don't already know, I'm a freelance photographer, and I was doing this session today in a literal like canyon. <laughs> it was really, really cold, and I wanted to cry, and came home. And I was so stiff just because that's how I am mm. after being out in the cold for a bit. Yeah. But we're we're in the middle of a blister, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully it passes soon. <laughs> well, now next week, uh do we know what we're doing or do we need to to discuss off record? I think we need to discuss, but I think we've talked about doing like the Netflix kind of Christmas lifetime movies yeah I and mean, we, we can do um, that at some point in december but yeah and then i think we should do five nights and yeah. then another scary one yeah so either way we'll keep you updated uh social media at film buds and letterboxd and all that stuff is in the show notes you can also send us an email comment you know in whatever way and let us know what you like about the show what you don't anything you'd like to see reviewed or you know what any- we can do better and or if you have reviews again like i said on letterboxd or or even if you just have a review of your own not on letterboxd you know feel free to send it our way rate rate the show review tell your friends tell your family gift l- l- listen to uh film buds during christmas dinner <laughs> yeah R- wrap us up and give it as a gift to one of your family members so I mean, you can actually like, probably gift patreon yeah i mean and you can so you you can do like the bandcamp our bandcamp page filmbuds.bandcamp.com you can gift you know so albums or tracks so. yeah so if you're looking for a unique present for a a film lover out there hey yeah so and it is currently 50% off or you can also just subscribe for $5 and get 40 plus shows right now for just that price so not bad wow that's a great deal it is i might even go buy it myself man i should take advantage of that yeah. i'll hop on there now yeah <laughs> thanks for being here thanks i live here yeah <laughs> just had to walk in the office yeah as always we hope you enjoyed it even half as much as we did and we'll see you next time without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.